This is the Two Biz Chicks Podcast. Each week, the hosts, successful CEOs Linda Rawson and Tamara Tran, entertain you with real-life stories that are guaranteed to empower, enrich, and enlighten. The Two Biz Chicks are both entrepreneurs, authors, and public speakers with many diverse life experiences that bring a powerful message to each episode. Tamara Tran. I'm here with Linda Rawson. We are the two biz chicks and we are here with Kina Connect today. We're going to learn a little bit more about what she does to become a successful uh, small business owner. Hi everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, thank you for inviting me. Um, so maybe to start with explain who I am. I am one of these crazy immigrants who showed up in the country with a suitcase in the middle of January uh, trying to go to college as the first college student in my family, and I was the odd one. I come from four generations of entrepreneurs, and my family couldn't understand why in the world somebody would want to go to college. And I said, well, since you say I can't, I'm going to do it. So I showed up here with my suitcase, a few dollars in my pocket, and tuition paid for. had no idea that um, you had to book housing separately. So it's January 10th, I'm standing outside and it's freezing cold, negative degrees. I've hitched a ride from the airport and I'm standing outside my university and they ask me where my um, apartment is and I said, well, I don't know, wherever the university houses students. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was an amazing experience, luckily. You know, fate smiled upon me and somebody was selling a contract and I ended up in, in an apartment uh, and, you know, yeah. successfully completed four years ago. <laughs> <That's incredible. laughs> but um, I had all that entrepreneurial experience with me, but I really, really, really wanted to go to school and get a good education. Um, I didn't exactly know what I was going to study, but I wanted to study computer science. So I started with that. And um, as, as I said, my family back home were really entrepreneurs, and so they had no idea what I was doing. Today, I and one husband, and um, mostly my husband, but some of my children, we run five different companies. Um, and um, we decided that all of us loved entrepreneurship and all of us went to college. You can do both. That is fantastic. Are the companies all within the same type of industry or? No, they are not. Um, we have leveraged our experience. So my daughter is really interested in programming and um, media marketing. And so she went to school and became an uh, an IS, uh, information systems, uh, math, she has a master's in that, and so she works with uh, web design and metrics and figuring out how to make social media pay off, et cetera, and she works for a large company and um, does projects on the side, and uh, that's one of the ones we support. Uh, my husband is um, just purchased a tax practice, has nothing to do with it. <laughs> But he loves numbers and been doing accounting his whole life, working for a large corporation. So now he's going to do that. And that was, as you know, 
the saving grace for most uh, lending in this country is that at least one person in the household has a career with a paycheck. And so he kept his W-2 job for all these years and um, we leveraged that into rental properties, we leveraged, leveraged that into small business loans, we leveraged that into to, um, practice purchases of companies. Um, it was just part of our strategy. That is fantastic and so smart. Uh, well, like I said, I love strategy. <laughs> that, is my, that is my passion in life. <laughs> so during, the, during the time that you've grown these businesses, your husband's been very involved, involved but he's also had a salaried W-2 job. Correct, correct. Now, um, I ventured out about three years ago in my very first solo-owned, women-owned, no husband, no father, no banking, no nothing, uh, as a financial uh um, financial advisor and I purchased in a, into a practice with three other gentlemen and so this is my on my own big girl pants on uh, kind of business and it is I'm finding it's actually more difficult when you don't have a partner who's working with you um, and uh, I still rely on him for event management so all hands on deck still happens in the house uh, mm -hmm. and and of course you know as a spouse you have you really have strategy sessions about um, working together and figuring out what is the highest priority at the moment. And so I'm saying it's all in my own name because I put in all the work and I do all of the stuff. But when it comes to sort of um, collaborative business coaching, uh, he and I do that part together. Uh, it's just, it fits our personalities. We like working together. So 29 years of marriage has proven that. That is fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So you have a financial company, um, a tax company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then we have a property management company. After having seven properties um, and managing rental properties with students and uh, executive homes, etc., we said, well, the one question a lot of people would ask us is, well, if I can't sell my house, will you help me? Oh. <laughs> And we said, okay, this is definitely one of those market research-based things where people have heard about what we're doing and they're like, okay, yes, sign up. So um, we connected with a real estate company and uh, it requires some licensing, which I in, uh, encourage everyone to always look for. Uh, and so we took that up and um, we have a, a property management company. I know that sounds crazy. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, and my very last company, I guess I should share. Do we get really raw on this program and share our misses along with our successes? We do, yes. <laughs> okay, well, are you ready for the big Kina missed out story? Absolutely. Yes. All right, all right. So, this is what happened. Six years ago, after having been a student forever and ever, I met up with two brothers. One worked in the publishing industry and had invented an online tool for publishers to move their books onto ebooks. And the other one was a, an engineer. He was a software engineer. And we together decided we could actually leverage this tool that he had created um, for publishing into uh, what they called um, a synchronous publishing program for teachers. So they could create their own program 
that they wanted and dis and by doing that no longer have to be a librarian but be able to run all the electronics the way they wanted to in the in the classroom and let the students have the experience they wanted the students to have we had run into several teachers who were frustrated about having to go to apps and not knowing how far the kids went in the app not seeing results and the three of us got together we hired a team out of eastern europe bulgaria to do the design and the programming and we were moving and moving and moving and moving and it was fantastic except my partners started to argue and it the team fell apart nothing moved forward because they could not get past this personal involvement so i watched my team fall apart and as one last hurrah i took it to the local school union um, trade show and i we showed it and we had fantastic res, uh, responses one of whom was a venture capitalist now he asked if we would want to run this through two school districts and i could not get my partners to agree so we were kind of stalled and about four months later another company published almost identical materials for us and beat us to market really and then about a year and a half later google had created their google classrooms but when it was going as well as it um, could the chinese company alibaba was at one of the trade shows i went to and were interested again this is what happens when you can't keep your team together Choosing your team is totally the most important thing you can do. Anyway, that was my free advice and sob story, but not really. I learned tons and tons and tons. Yeah, but oh boy, I bet you learned so much from that experience. Today I host pro today I host courses in Google Classroom, and every time I open open it, I just growl. I bet. Oh, that's incredible. So what happened? company did it dissolve um well no because i i'm an entrepreneur i kept the registration i kept all of the things we did build and i kept all of the so all of the assets and i kept, I kept the name just in case i could either find some other fantastic program to host in there or actually build my partners because i think we still have a viable product if i can find the right partners but oh, that's so yeah no no we didn't shut it all down but the team fell apart so they all left but yeah you know i always say competition isn't a bad thing you know you can always do it better than the competitor now sometimes people don't always buy the best product they buy the one that they like yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's still every opportunity for you to turn that around. Right, right. Um, you're right. And potentially I can find something, but my passion really is about helping people help themselves. And so I figure even if all I do is create a platform for people um, to share mm -hmm. their um, lesson plans with their substitutes to decide ahead of time what it is that's going to happen in the classroom. Maybe not a big, long, you know, college course, but just the two days they're going to be missing out of class. So I have plans, but haven't found the right team yet. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that you're flexible. 
<laughs> yes. Well, you have to be. You have to be. As an entrepreneur, you have to be. The market moves, you move, your team moves, funding moves, interest moves. Uh, it's, yeah, you have to be very, very flexible, I think, to make things work. Seems like that's definitely one of the things that continues to stand out as we interview very successful people. That, that yes, for sure. So tell us about the um, what you have there in the background. Right. So I try really hard to gift everyone I meet with some way to move forward on whatever goal they have. And I say that because I really go by I think I did, I think we have a good interaction if I move you a little bit closer to your goal. And one of the things that I really like is, um, and I don't know if you guys are gonna be able to see this, but it's a tool that I call the emotional cycle. And if you can see it, um, let me see if we can get it right. The emotional cycle, it's just a way for us to illustrate how to stay focused. When we move towards our goals, Moving towards goals, whether they're business, personal, um, weight loss goals, whatever they are, it's really complicated work. It's internal work, it's external work, it's everywhere, and often we fall apart. So I wanted to share you with you this tool. So the emotional cycle really is just built around the idea that when you first start, you're all excited. Think of it as first in the morning. And then... You meet somebody, you hear something, you meet yourself in the mirror, and suddenly you have these outside doubts. Somebody asked, who do you think you are? You don't deserve that. You're not great enough. You don't know how to do that, whatever it is. And you start to slow down on your goal. You hit frustration, and you're like, ah, I don't know what to do. You move further along, and eventually you end up in crisis. You're questioning yourself, and you're in crisis at this point. This is the time you should not be making any decisions but you do need to figure out how to get out of it. And for me, one of the most powerful things is called pivoting. So I take a little time, I go outside, I go get something to drink, I read something, I talk to a friend, somebody who's positive, I do something to pivot into a positive space, and then I can get out of it, and I can recommit, and I can look for my success, and then I'll be all excited again. If you haven't worked this out already, which you probably have if you're an entrepreneur, then this is a good tool. If you can remember to diagnose where you are in this cycle, figure out if it's time to pivot. You can pivot sooner and just go straight up to success if you want to. But um, it can be helpful to maintain your um, effort and your emotional involvement so you can get to your goal instead of stall out in the middle. You know what, that is fantastic. I was saying, I love that, you're, that you've drawn it and that you're discussing it in detail because I think a lot of people, um, potential entrepreneurs, potential small business owners, get stuck at frustration. Mm -hmm. They think, oh, this is not working smoothly. It must not be my thing. I, I, I guess I need to quit. Then they get to crisis and they make those emotional knee-jerk you know, decisions so, so they never get back to recommit. No, they don't. <laughs> Have you seen this work in your own life? Absolutely. Yeah. In, in fact, in crisis, I, um, I revisited grounding this weekend. I'm not that I'm in crisis, but the fact that I go outside and I take off my shoes and socks and put my feet on the earth and just ground myself and, you know, really focus on where I'm going next is huge. It totally yeah. my thought process around. 
Well, and I have discovered that the larger my goals are, the more times in a day I go through the cycle. Mm -hmm. Just, it becomes, it, it's almost painful sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, I just, and being from Sweden, we already do things like, we don't wear shoes inside. When we go outside, little kids, we run around in the grass barefoot. And so some of the cultural things that I do, I think help me um, to stay uh, a little a little bit more grounded, like you said, a little bit more emotionally grounded, but also physically grounded. I think it matters if you're, you know, not that you can't do business in high heels. <laughs> but you can also, yeah, get back to the basics. Right. Right. which helps us to, to make non-emotional decisions. Right. And having an advisor, just to um, plug my industry, having an advisor, even if it's a business coach or a mentor in your field or your business partner or an advisor that you pay money, you know, to advise you, to keep an eye on your entire um, horizon and your entire um, circumstances, I think that is something to be leveraged too. Um, I know that um, many uh, many of us find um, colleagues that have similar circumstances or similar experience or maybe a little bit more experience who can kind of talk us down, talk us off the ledge when we get too emotional. What's coming up for you? What would you like to tell our listeners about? So I have just launched a women's group called Wojo. It's Mojo for Women. And I am taking signups for the newsletter, but also for local events. Uh, we are going to talk about identity. We're going to talk about how to reclaim it. We're going to talk about achievements. How do we take past achievements and package them in a way that other people can understand what we actually achieved? And then reputation. How do we take our past experiences and our past connections and we use our reputation to move forward and collaborate with other people? Because as you know today, collaboration is huge and we get so much farther when we are more than one person working towards a goal. So um, those are going to be found on wojoforwomen.com. You can go there, visit, um, sign up for what you're interested in. We'll do both small groups and uh, events. That sounds exciting and fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll post that uh, link to this interview as well. Thank you. That's awesome. Gosh, it's, it's been so fun to catch up with you today and hear what you have going on and hear your, your really neat story about immigrating to the United States. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I think you should do a little bit more research before you come. <laughs> amazing that you were able to land on your feet and you know what just make it work and that's why you're successful yeah. so you can see that that's just in your blood it's awesome thank you thank you thank you